0: Mm. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh, crap. Come on. (laughs) Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome back to another exciting episode of Late for the Party on Anchor FM. I am your host, Melodious, a.k.a. Cubba Boy, the modern marvel. That's right. We are on Anchor FM where we listen to all our podcasting pleasures on all 10 platforms all like Spotify, Google, <laughs> all that cheerful shit. So wherever you get your podcasting pleasure on, we are doing that as well on all 10 platforms. Also, we are live right now on TikTok doing this podcast. We are going to get into a quick-fire review of Spider-Man's No Way Home. I'm going to get into a lot of uh, verbal uh, verbiage about... um. The movie, which honestly I love to talk about in general because that's what Lay for the Party does. We talk about all forms of pop culture and social media, you know, all pop culture and media from video games, fucking movie, <laughs> video games, movies, you name it. I like to talk about it. So please like, comment, share, subscribe, support the podcast, and all my forums of social media. Also check out the cool merch on late for the all the late for the party merch on teespring.com. Oh man, let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm gonna try to I mean if anybody who's seen Spider-Man far from um, no way home it's so weird how they got all the homes and the names of all three uh, all three Spider-Man movies but either way The latest Spider-Man film, No Way Home. Oh, man, I must say, we're going to talk about that right now. And believe me, man, it is crazy. Crazy. Because, honestly, this movie has definitely nostalgia done right. You know what I'm saying? So, honestly, for me being a comic book head, been been loving how we've been getting... Like, all this great stuff with um, comic book movies and whatnot. And I've been digging it for, like, years. And for the MCU to actually work with Sony to actually have Spider-Man in the, the MCU's universe and whatnot, it's been working out pretty damn well. So, now... Now we're going to get into spoiler territory, so if anybody who has seen Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm sorry, but eventually, have you seen it, if you care about it? I'm not going to get into too much detail, because I'm going to be jumping around, but as far as you know, Spider-Man... No Way Home takes place right after Spider-Man: Far From Home, so all the events that's happened with Mysterio revealing his identity, um, Spider-Man's identity into the world. Now everybody knows that Spider-Man is Peter, um, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So now he has to start going through living his life that everybody knows that he's Spider-Man, knows where he's living and everything, and things starts get a little crazy because both him, MJ, and Ned? Yeah, his friend and his best friend are all trying to graduate from college and they're trying to go to um, they're trying to go to college. And of course, they can't and they're having issues of getting into college because of all the previous events that's happened with uh Peter Parker's life and whatnot. So, you know, he acts Doctor Strange. But the funny part is about how this MCU's version of Spider-Man is still technically a kid, and that's what I kind that's what I liked about Spider-Man. Actually, because if you've read the comic books, Spider-Man started his whole adventures of Spider-Man while he was in high school. So, that being said. He still has the mentality of a kid. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's a, he's a damn kid. You know what I'm saying? So he's not making those decisions, those right decisions and whatnot. So he gets the help of Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, you know, obviously Doctor Strange isn't exactly the Sorcerer Supreme at this moment in time because... He was blipped out of existence for five years, like Spider-Man was. So, you know, for those who may or may not know, but, um, <laughs> so he gets to help, me, he's helping him out, so he concocts this spell to where everybody forgets, uh, the whole world forgets that he's Spider-Man. But, of course, Spider-Man kind of screws that up, but, <laughs> I mean, but Peter starts screwing that up, and... He starts rifting, like, all the whole multiverses, and that's the cool part to me about the whole thing with Spider-Man, um, the new movie, because with the whole multiverse, it was nostalgia done right, because there's a lot of people who may say that the Maguire Spider-Man was the best one, or... Some people might like the Garfield Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield version. And then some people might dislike the Tom Holland one because of all the things that they're all different. And I like that. But this is how nostalgia is done right in this movie because with the the whole thought of multiverse, the whole multiverse theory... They fuse everything together to where it, the other properties don't feel alienated. So there's not a right answer to like saying which one's the best. They're all in equal, the best in their own way, which is dope. I'm actually not going to lie. That was actually cool. And for those who may or may not know, yes, yes those spider-men are in this movie. So, and it feels good because like you see how everybody reacts because you know, you see Doc Ock. Um, obviously Norman Osborn, which I'm going to talk about as well because Norman still like don't get me wrong, Doc Ock still is the show, but I mean he does a dope role, but Norman Osborn aka Green Goblin they also bit be, also being um, played by Willem Dafoe stills the fucking movie. I mean, and, you know, we always clowned how, I always clowned how Green Goblin's mask, is, his mouth was always open. <laughs> but like how he doesn't have it in this because they kind of just, oh, let's just keep him how he looks. Like, just keep him with his face and, just make him just smile and go crazy, so that was dope, like, and then you, they gave him the, the, the pink sweater that got, uh, that got a a pink sweater, the purple sweater that got all trashed up and ripped up, and, you know, the Green Goblin hood, his little hood that, that he rocks and whatnot, so it's awesome as hell, man, I mean, even Jamie Foxx playing Electro and what, I mean, Jamie Foxx playing Electro was dope. They have Sandman, even though I think out of all the people that were, that were all the villains that were brought back from all the previous Spider-Man account from like maybe two of them, like maybe two or three villains that did not come back. Uh, the cool part was is like sandman was probably the luckiest one sandman was the luckiest one because he didn't die in any of the other movies and matter of fact he was kind of like a victim of circumstance he was a you know not the smartest not the sharpest blade in the the the, the not the sharpest um, knife in the drawer but you know he wasn't like really doing like the bad shit, like how you know, Green Goblin and every and what and Lizard and a lot of other folks. Oh my god, this is so trippy <laughs> because a lot of things that happened in the movie, I'm not going to really get into too much detail because. I don't want to sit here explaining the whole movie, but I think I got the the meat and the potatoes of exactly what's going on, but I'm going to leave some key stuff out because even though like a lot of people may still want to see it, but, um, you know, like, but for all the people who may already may or may not know, yes, like all the other three Spider-Men are in the film, I mean, the other two Spider-Men are in the film, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man, which, honestly, I mean, who didn't draw a tear, you know, when they saw Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man pop in? I mean, especially when um, he pops in and he's sitting there, like, talking to MJ and Ned, and it's like, wow, that's a trip, because it's like... He's older. He's more seasoned. I mean, and then obviously it kind of still tells the story that he was still Spider-Man even after the fact. So, you know, and it's funny because it's like, I like how they're their rea- um, interactions with each other. And then they're explaining certain things in the movie. Um, They're um explaining stuff in the movie to where it's like, Oh, like, you know, Maguire Spider-Man, he has organic webbing. Um, and the other two, like Holland and Garfield Spider-Man, they they have the uh the web shooters and the web cartridges. And you know, they, they're sitting there having conversations about it, or they're having conversations about how Spider-Man um Tom Holland Spider-Man, like oh, you have other superheroes in your universe, or like, oh, you went to space? Like, that is cool. Like, they're just their interactions about their adventures individually, what they've went through, even though, (laughs) like, Andrew Garfield probably has the most the least situations that he's been in other than the fact that, like, (laughs) oh, he's fought the Rhino and, like, I think to me, like Andrew Garfield's version of Spider-Man is more closer to the comic book than, than Maguire's or uh Holland or Holland's versions of Spider-Man. Honestly. I mean, they say like Garfield's uh Andrew Garfield's version of Spider-Man is the least favorite, but honestly, I think his was like the closer To the origin of Spider-Man than the other two. So, but I like how they explained all of that and they, um, they fused all that together where, like I said, it doesn't feel isolated or alienated. So it's not like, oh, which one is better out of the other? They all, they all equally are good in their own different ways, you know? And they explained that. And I like how they did that. And, yeah. I mean, this movie and how it ends. I mean, I don't know how things are going to go forward beyond that. I do like how they left it open. But now, at this point... Now... Because I know... Marvel had a deal with Sony to where they were gonna do maybe just the three, but now will Spider-Man still be in the um in the realm of MCU or he, he's solely going back to Sony. But with everything that's going on in Sony now, how Venom kind of I mean how Venom how Venom is kind of involved and how Morbius like all, all all these characters are now, who are, you know, Spider-Man villain, um, Spider, former Spider-Man villains having their own movies, and you start to see glimpses of, like, characters like Michael Keaton's Vulture. He's in the trailer of um, Morbius, and Morbius was a, kind of like an anti-hero slash villain who was a Spider-Man villain. So, just like Venom, to some degree. Mm. But, the cool part is, what happens after this, you know, so, you know, will Spider-Man still be involved with the MCU, or is he just solely gonna be strictly Sony from this point? Who knows, will Tom Holland still be Spider-Man? Who knows, so, that's the cool part about this, but, uh, Man, like I said, I'm not trying to get into too much territory to where it's, like, spoilered out. But, I mean, obviously, for those who might have just stumbled upon, like, certain key elements of the movie that explains, like, okay, if you see the villains popping up, you're definitely most likely will see the other spider man So, that wasn't too much of a damn surprise, but... mm. But, like I said nostalgia done right, this movie has definitely, you know, worked in a way to where a lot of people didn't, I didn't expect it to be this fucking good, honestly, it was actually good, I am not gonna cap, I must say, like, I am not, this definitely was probably one of the, one of my top five movies of this year, Definitely, hands down. Um, Man, I must say, it was definitely a good movie. And I implore everybody to watch it. I don't think, well, honestly, since it's technically a Sony movie, it's not going to be on Disney+, Plus, which is weird. But, you know, obviously, like I said, the deal between Marvel, uh, Disney, and Sony to... Lend Spider Man for the MCU stuff, that's understandable. It's still a Sony movie. So, either way, you guys, for to me, Spider Man No Way Home, I'm going to give this movie a solid. Shit, I still give it a solid. What? I want to say it. I don't want to say a 10. I don't want to say a 10. But it's almost there. It's almost there. There's still some holes in there, but even still. I mean, I still, it's, fuck, it's above between, it's above a nine and a half. It's definitely above a nine and a half. It's just right there. It could be a 10. And I think. Like, the last movie I gave a 10 to was the original Matrix. But it's right there. It's right fucking there. And I can't get... And I want to give it a 10, but I know that it's... I can't... No Way Home is dope, but it's... What do you call 9 above... Like, like between a a 9.5 and a 10... 9 and 75 <laughs> I mean uh 9 and uh, shit I don't know fuck um what do I give it what am I going to give it I I don't want to give it a nine I mean I want to give it a 10 but there's still some things like they there was still some plot hole there was still some plot holes and nothing's nothing's ever that perfect I mean unless if they just mistakenly make it that way. Wh- 9.9 uh, uh, okay damn <laughs> I'm gonna give it a- all right thank you for that i would give it a 9.9 oh my god that is so trippy i've never had this much prop wow Cause, like I said, I'm not trying to spoil. I'm not trying to spoil anything, like anything else, other than the fact that everybody should already know that. Like, if you're obviously seeing like, freaking Willem Dafoe and Alfred Melita and Jamie Foxx all up in these movies, obviously, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire wasn't that far behind. So, <laughs> but, um, Jesus Christ. I have never had this much fucking issues giving a score. Because if it was bad, I would just give you like, oh, this shit was a six. No, fuck that. Like anything lower than the six is, is still watchable to a degree. But like like you're cooking dinner and, you know, it's just playing in the background. But, um, fuck me running up a goddamn hill. Oh, god like i said i want to get 9.9 or 9.7 i ain't never did that before shit huh All right, let's say fucking nine point let's 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 give it a 9.7 that's the closest I could get to without like bursting of a blood vessel in my nose here but <laughs> oh shit I, I give it a 9.7 as close as it was to a 10 and I love the nostalgia definitely But, fam, I mean, love it. I mean, shit, did way better than Matrix Resurrections. Jesus Christ. I literally had to poke holes in that movie to be like, damn, they they literally screwed the pooch on that. But, um, oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. Spider-Man No Way Home, I give a solid... Nine. Po- Man, I can't even do that. I'm giving it a 9.9. Fuck it. I'm going to give it a 9.9. As close as it was to a 10, there was still some holes in there. But I'm going to give it a 9.9 because it was still a dope movie. There you go. That's my That's my score for the quick fire review on Spider-Man No Way Home. 9.9. If you're looking for nostalgia for anything that's related to Spider-Man, there you fucking go. It is a dope movie. I've watched it at least two times already, and it never gets old. I mean, if you can actually do that with any film, and I mean, <laughs> I mean any film, I mean, it's a good thing, and it pulls it pulls some definitely uh it pulls some heartstrings and and in that aspect of like the nostalgia the nostalgia bug so oh man Whew. Boy is my face red <laughs> like, i never had that much issues giving a score on any film ever and normally my my scores for doing like quick fire reviews are pretty precise so <laughs> i never knew i had that much trouble jesus christ Mm. But either way, I digress from my point. Oh, man. um, Definitely a good movie. 9.9. Straight out. Now I feel more comfortable saying 9.9. There we go. All right. Woo! Man, we're going to get off this segment, though. But I'm glad that this movie is out because it kind of explains not any other, like, like all these Spider-Man movies were great in their own unique way. So it wasn't like, Oh, this one's better than this one. This one's better than that one. And they leave them all hanging out the dry. No, they're all great in their own unique way. And it explains that. I think to me, this movie is probably the longest origin story of Spider-Man. I've actually ever seen of any character ever from like from homecoming Uh, Far From Home and No Way Home was just like a big old giant origin story for Spider-Man. And they explain everything all in this last one. Which is interesting. But I'll let you guys watch it for yourself. So hopefully I might have influenced you guys to actually see it when you guys get a chance. So either way, you guys. I'm going to stop the... um, the podcast in a bit i'm almost up to my minutes on here so either way this is late for the party on anchor fm this was the quick fire review that almost lasted 25 minutes but either way i digressed also it was more of a in my mind so i could talk about it and whatnot (laughs) so uh, please like comment share subscribe To the podcast, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, uh, on all uh, and all other nine listening pleasure platforms of podcasting pleasure. Also check out all the cool late for the party merch on teespring.com. You can follow me on TikTok because I'm already on TikTok. So look at all my goofy and silly, uh, little videos and whatnot and act a damn fool <laughs> so either way, oh my God! So yeah, you guys. I'm your host, Melodius, A.K.A. Coverboy, the Modern Marvel, and also known as the Madman Harry Labrea. Signing off, and as always, if you're gonna be late for the party, turn it up to eleven.